Michael, what's that? I hear something in the distance. Um. Oh my God, I hear it too. Ho ho ho! Merry Christmas. Santa? Nope, it's still me, Brian. Why? But you... I'm putting on a Santa voice because it's our Christmas special. Ho ho ho! I have jingle bells attached to all over me. Wow, you really do. <laughs> Please help! I can't get them off! Why are you gyrating in such a suggestive manner? Because they won't come off. <laughs> well, don't look at me. I'm not going to help you get those bells off. That's fine. <laughs> Could you uh, perhaps uh, help me do the spoiler intro then while I attempt to remove these? Sure, no problem. Uh, hello, listeners. While Brian gets his bells off... Uh, I want to warn you that this episode will contain spoilers and explicit language. Um, here's a clip. Gene Parmesan, how you doing? I freaking lose my just like, like, on the daily. <laughs> Don't phrase it like that, Michael. Put that cookie down! No! We're ah. not going to do this in every episode, are we? I hope not. Wow. What a great show this was. What a Christmassy, Christmas spectacular. Yes, yes, indeed. I see that you got your bells off. I did. <laughs> Don't phrase it like that, Michael. <laughs> I feel like I have to say that to you at least once per episode. Does that mean that we can start the show? That does mean we can start the show, Michael. All right, perfect. An excellent way to start a podcast. Hello, and welcome to our Christmas special episode of the Mostly Movies podcast. This is a podcast where we talk about TV shows, video games, and um, Santa's great big bushy beard. <laughs> but mostly movies. You didn't My say it right. Great big bushy beard. Is that better? Yeah. My name is Michael. I'm, my name is Brian. <laughs> And tonight's movie is the 1996 classic, Jingle All the Way. But before we get into that, Michael, we have to do our catch-up segment. That's true. Let's talk about some of the other things that we've been doing in the world of TV shows, video games, and movies. I'll let you take it away while I take a drink of this. Okay. Well, I haven't been a up to a whole lot. Uh, I believe the last episode I mentioned I had, re I had bought a game, Outer Worlds. Yes, and I noticed that you've been playing it quite a bit. <laughs> yes, yes, I have. I think I'm almost near the end, but I'm not quite sure. And I'm still enjoying it quite thoroughly. Well, that's good. Yeah, I, I would actually recommend it to you. I know you're not normally a fan of those kind of games, but I feel you might get a kick out of this one. It has a very Firefly kind of feel to it. Okay. To be perfectly honest, I haven't been a fan of any kind of games for quite a while now. It, like... The last video game that I was really into was Spider-Man. What about God um, of War? I, I played that for like an hour maybe, and then I stopped. Oh. <laughs> Never finished it. Same with Red Dead Redemption 2 and any other games that <laughs> that I bought or got for free. Like Darksiders 3, I played a little bit of. Neo, I played a little bit of. I'm going to be getting the new Star Wars game. Oh, yeah. From a friend of mine. Oh, okay. Um, like so, a Christmas present or? Uh, no, I'm buying it from him. Oh. But for like a discount. 
did he not enjoy it? No, he did. He just finished it, and so he's kind of done with it. Oh, okay. One of those games then. Yeah. Not a whole lot of... Um, but hopefully I'll get drawn into that game enough to at least finish it. <laughs> well, that's um, all I've been up to. What, what have you been up to, Michael? Oh, Anything I gave at this all? a little bit of thought as I was driving over here, actually. And I figured that I should bring up uh, what I did pretty much all day yesterday. And that is just binge watch the entire collection of episodes of the movies that made us on Netflix. The what? It's called The Movies That Made Us, and it's a documentary series where they take like classic movies from the 80s and early 90s, and it kind of goes behind the scenes and uh, talks about all of the effort that they had to go through in production and just like fun facts and stuff like that. Definitely my kind of show. But if you ever wanted to appreciate the amount of work that goes into making a movie, you should probably check it out. They got episodes on Dirty Dancing, Home Alone, Ghostbusters, and Die Hard. Hmm. And there's some really interesting stories about all of those movies that just make you go like, wow, it's kind of a miracle that like we ended up getting this movie at all <laughs> in like the form that it is. And then I kind of started thinking like there's an alternate dimension somewhere where Ghostbusters is called Ghost Breakers because Ghost, they what yeah when they were filming it they uh couldn't get the rights to the title Ghostbusters because that already existed it did so when they were filming it anytime they said Ghostbusters they filmed an alternate take where they called it Ghost Breakers because wait, wait, wait. they who, weren't who had Ghostbusters then well Universal had the rights to it um and it was like this weird show that had like a couple dudes and a gorilla that okay that busted ghosts like if you want to know more because there is more to that story actually that is just like incredibly coincidental go watch that episode oh okay. it's really interesting the movies that made us yes is what it's called okay what it's called um well i'll be honest i'm usually the kind of person that when you buy like a dvd or blu-ray or something Mm-hmm. I don't ever go look at all the extra features or anything like that. Or the... But these are like classic though, man. Ghostbusters. I, I guess. I don't know. I've never found that kind of stuff interesting. Like, okay, you ever gone to the actual theater and they open with like that, thank you for watching our movie. Here's all the effort we put behind this. And it's the most cringy thing ever you've ever seen in your life. I, I wouldn't call it that, but sure. Oh. <laughs> Well, I've, I've had that happen to me twice, and it's like all the actors involved suddenly forgot how to act, and it's just the worst. Well, that's because they're not acting. It's still, you'd think they'd put on they're at just, least a better they're face. They're just being themselves. A- anyway, that, that don't like it. <laughs> so I, I don't usually watch that stuff. The one exception I made was for um, Lord of the Rings, I think. Oh. Well, if you're ever bored on some day and you happen to come across an I place, have such a long list of things I'm supposed to watch, Michael. I'm not so going to add this. So do I, but that one jumped to the top of my list because like three different people recommended it to me. Oh, so. okay. And it was not a waste of my time. Oh, good. Um, Anything else you want to bring up for the catch-up segment then? Just that I love Mike Flanagan. That you love cool. him, huh? I love him. <laughs> okay uh yeah let's let's move past that okay and start talking about jingle all the way indeed so 
listeners, uh, for our Christmas special, uh, I, I did a few things. First of all, there's jingle bell noises. Hooray. And second of all, I'm wearing a uh, Santa hat so that I feel in the Christmas spirit. Third, I gave a Christmas present to our podcast. Yes. Not, not you, Michael. It's not for you. It's for the podcast. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> it's, again, not for you. Oh. The, so I built like a little tiny flannel board. I think I might have mentioned this in a previous episode that I was actually going to do it. I don't remember if I did or not. But I built a little flannel board, and it's got all the pieces on there of all of our segments that we're mm-hmm. supposed to do so that we don't forget which order they go in or, say, forget to do them at all. Like what happened in the last episode. So should I like pull off those things as, uh, if you'd we, like. as we go through? Sure. Okay, That's on. a good way to keep track of them. Yeah, there you go. Just pull, pull that one off there. And we did that. And we did that. And now we're here. Yep. Well, awesome. What, what does that one say, Michael? That one says plot summary. Hooray. So, so without looking at the plot summary on Wikipedia there, Michael, what is well, the story? first, I'm going to do uh, the thing where I just say that uh, Jingle All the Way is a 1996 American Christmas family comedy directed by Brian Levant and stars Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sinbad as two rival fathers. To be f- to clarify, not the Sinbad of... Uh, not the Legend of the Seven Seas. Yeah, not, not him. But uh, the comedian first kid star Sinbad. Yeah. And then the rest of this spiel has like the synopsis of what the whole movie is yeah but we don't want that we want your rendition okay okay so tell us in like a like try to keep it like at a sentence it can be a run-on sentence one sentence one sentence i know that's not gonna be very informative if it's just one sentence (laughs) well it's not supposed to be supposed to be hilarious no (laughs) i well see i tell you i feel like i can do it oh okay tell us then one sentence what is it Uh, i was gonna give you extra room to breathe there but go for it action hero arnold schwarzenegger is an ordinary father who has to get his son the most popular toy on the market for christmas well on christmas eve wow okay there there you go that's all you need to know and lots of wackiness ensues pull that one off the little flannel board then oh what does it say next uh critics and audience reviews okay well the critics and audience reviews are here oh good i'm glad they're here not somewhere else don't think that they aren't here because they're definitely here on rotten tomatoes the film holds an approval rating of guess oh um i'm gonna go with i don't know 50 percent 15 percent based on 46 reviews and an average rating of 3.9 out of 10 yikes the critical consensus reads arnold schwarzenegger tries his best but jingle all the way suffers from an uneven tone shifting wildly from a would-be satire on materialism to an antic slapstick yuck fest yuck fest that's what it says wait is that why you like ck or uh, it just says yuk dash fest oh okay um on cinema score on the audience side uh film goers gave it an average of a b plus on an a plus to f scale okay so, so not they, great they well the audiences were far more generous than the critics it sounds like at Apparently. least i just realized i might have put the box office and critic reviews flip-flopped from, them from where they were supposed to be on the board there. we do normally do the box office first but that's fine normally i i would go through here and i would find Dang some kind of like extra interesting facts about the movie in the same style as like the movies that made us 
but well that's that's its own section the history part well that's our personal history well oh it's also about the movie yeah i see that Uh, you wrote that there yeah little tiny letters yeah okay let's just talk about the box office slash okay well knowing that it didn't do well i don't know knowing knowing that it didn't do well critically that doesn't mean that it didn't do well financially this is true uh, I'll tell you that it had a budget of seventy-five million dollars. Seventy-five million. What year? Nineteen ninety-six. Uh, I'm gonna be optimistic and say it got its money back at least. So, eighty. <laughs> um, you're pretty. You're kind of close. It made oh, really? one hundred and twenty-nine point eight million dollars. I would not call that close, but okay. <laughs> so it just about doubled its budget. Then actually. No, it little, didn't. no, no, you're right. It didn't. Yeah, not at all. <laughs> well, if it had made another $21 million, then it would have. Sure, math. Yeah. Math is involved there. Um, uh, What else is there to say about this? Why don't you talk about your history of the movie? Oh, okay. Well, uh, I've never seen it. I've only ever heard that there was a jetpack involved and Arnold Schwarzenegger was using it. Beyond that, I knew nothing about this movie. Absolutely absolutely nothing you didn't know that power man had anything to do with it turbo man oh damn it did i forget his (laughs) name already (laughs) we literally just finished watching this movie yes uh no i i didn't know it was turbo i thought in my brain i was just imagining arnold schwarzenegger like in a jacket with like some snow boots and then he found a jetpack on the side of the road and just, just started using it for reasons of unknown this makes a little more sense in the context of the movie, I guess. Mm-hmm. But we'll get there. Um, what about you, Michael? Had you seen this before? I had seen it once. Long so, time ago, I imagine. Not as long as you would think, actually. Five years ago. Probably just about five years ago. Because. I'm very good at guessing now. One of my all time favorite podcasts, the Yeah, It's That Bad podcast, did this movie oh, for one of. I do remember their them episodes. doing that episode now i kind of had a habit of watching whatever movie they did before i listened to their newest episode right yeah so i watched it in preparation for that do they still have an archive somewhere yes you'll have, you, you'll need to show me where that is you can go to itunes or oh it's still much anywhere oh, okay yeah. it's still just on normal platforms it has like the complete archive including their their bonus episodes oh good okay good i thought for some reason it was lost to the ether they tried their best. I feel like I'm, this side is much louder for some reason. Yeah, why is that? That's I weird. I do not know. Try the other side. Hello? No. Hello? Yeah, no, it's... Hey, this is Michael. How's it going? How did that sound? Well, I don't know. We'll try the other side now. Hey, I am Michael. Um, okay, you... stop that. It's definitely more <laughs> loud on that side. I wonder if it's not actually... I'll, I'll have to figure that out later. Okay. I'll I'll kind of stick to like right oh, here. here. Just just turn your mic just a little. There, like that. Yeah, you like that better. Don't <laughs> don't phrase it like that, Michael. <laughs> okay. Um. So yeah, on a a less personal note, <laughs> I'm actually reading a little bit into uh what inspired this movie. First of all, this was the script was written by Chris Columbus it says, who I learned watching the movies that made us was the director of Home Alone, the original Home Alone. And he is a big, big fan of Christmas. Oh, really? So 
it makes sense that he would write this Christmas movie, right? Wasn't Home Alone also a Christmas movie? Yes, it was. Does he exclusively make Christmas movies? Because mm. what else did he do? I know he did Christmas with the Cranks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's good enough. Three for three on guesses. We'll just move on. But I think he also did Pixels, that Adam Sandler movie. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> So I guess the inspiration behind this movie was inspired by real life when toys like Cabbage Patch Kids and Tickle Me Elmo were getting sold out at stores everywhere. And obviously Turbo Man is like a Power Rangers type yeah, uh, hero, right? It's a weird one. So I feel like it's kind of a stand-in for Power Rangers. But he added elements of satire about the commercialization of Christmas and the project was picked up by 20th Century Fox. It delayed uh, the Planet of the Apes reboot, allowing Schwarzenegger to come aboard and film. Oh, okay. That's interesting. So Schwarzenegger was supposed to be in that before Marky Mark? Wait, what? Marky Mark was in Planet of the Apes? The the reboot one of it. The Tim Burton directed Planet of the Apes. Uh, I don't know if I've seen that one. Neither have I. But I know Mark Wahlberg's in it. Oh, okay. You know why? Why, Michael? Because I'm Mark Wahlberg. I was in the Planet of the Apes reboot. First of all, it's Walt Marburg. No, that was Walt Marburg. He's gone. <laughs> yeah, he's buried in the backyard, and his ghost will still occasionally haunt this podcast. This will interest you. Will it? Uh, Joe Pesci. Who's that? Uh, he was in. <laughs> he was in Home Alone. He was uh, Harry, the short guy in home alone uh admittedly it's been a long time since i've seen that movie anyway he was supposed to be, <laughs> he was supposed to play myron in the movie which was the sinbad role oh really yeah i think he would have been it would have been better as joe pesci personally but um that's just me i'll agree with you since i can't quite remember what he looks or sounds like also uh the movie premiered at the mall of america which is partly where it was filmed Maybe as a thank you for destroying part of it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Okay. There was one more thing that I wanted to bring up, and that is... Actually, we'll bring it up in the actor segment. Oh, okay. Well, what is the next section of this podcast, Michael? Wouldn't you know it, our next section <laughs> is the actor's performance segment. Oh, good. So, first and foremost, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes, sir. How did you think? Th how did you think he did? Oh. I asked you first. Honestly, I really liked him. <laughs> in it well uh, good he's completely unbelievable as just like a suburban father who's also like what is he a mattress salesman it i think so it showed yeah. at the beginning um it was, it was definitely weird i it, he couldn't have been the first choice for this role couldn't i don't have know been. okay well do i have to look that up now you don't have to but i'm just speculating that they May, I don't know. Maybe it was and they, just as a joke, and then he actually said yes. I don't, I don't know. Because you're right. It, it doesn't fit at all. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I'm looking it up. That's fine. You no, know, because I have to. Uh, it says he was quickly cast. He became available February 1996 after Fox's Planet of the Apes was held up again. So, yeah, it looks like he was their first choice. So Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's so weird. I and mean, he was one of the biggest names at the time. 
I guess. But not for that kind of role, I guess. Aside from like well, I kindergarten guess then, cop or something like well, that. Well, I guess that would be the draw then. You get to see Arnold Schwarzenegger do a role that you definitely wouldn't have imagined him being in. Yeah. But that being said, he is a very fun person to watch on screen. I don't care what he's in. <laughs> he's just fun to watch. That he is, even if he is a little bit... I don't, uh, I don't know the word. I cannot think of how to properly... <laughs> explain Arnold Schwarzenegger. If you met somebody who had never heard of Arnold Schwarzenegger, how would you describe him? Um, Because he's a very unique actor. He is, which is what makes him such a draw to people. But in this movie in particular, I thought that he, he pulled off the comedic stuff really well with his Arnold Schwarzenegger kind of way. Just going like, ah, there's this bouncy balls everywhere. Ah, like that. But then... He also has an intensity, so when he was, like, serious, it was still funny. (laughs) I don't know. Like, he was over the top with his intensity when he was serious in this. Did you think that? Yeah, I I did. I was trying to remember, did he ever play the Hulk? Or was that somebody else? That was Lou Ferrigno. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I can just really picture him as the Hulk. (laughs) Uh, Next up, we have Sinbad. He played Myron. Yes, the crazy postman. Yeah. What do you think of him? Uh, I, I think he yelled every single one of his lines. Not every single one. There, there, there was a few where he was just like, "Hey." Maybe when he was in like the the diner. Yeah, mainly he, the diner. He wasn't yelling of. everything, but his decibel level was <laughs> like at least a couple notches above everybody else in this movie. Right? Yeah, I don't know. I. <sighs> He was funny. I feel like some of the the quips that he had must have been improvised. Must like, have been, yeah. It, I don't know. It, I guess he did a great job because he portrays the kind of person that I really try to avoid. <laughs> Whoa, you, that is so racist, Brian. <laughs> no, it's not because I can tell you exactly a scenario in which it doesn't matter what kind of person it is that walks up to you if you hear them behind you. That's mm-hmm. all you need to know to be like, don't make eye contact. Don't interact with this person. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Any line he ever says. <laughs> well, yeah, because he's yelling everything that he's he says. He's yelling everything and he won't leave you alone. And the first line or the first scene that he's in, he literally like grabs a lady and starts strangling her almost. Yeah. So. And he, he just, he's trying to be your, like your best. You ever had like that over eager friend, quote unquote, that's just like, I want to be your best friend. And I'm not ever going to leave you alone because of it. No. Am I that friend? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Don't worry, Michael. You're okay. No. But I've had that happen mainly in my younger years. You know, it's like the little brother syndrome kind of deal where they, they follow you around all the time and it's, mm-hmm. you know, they, they look up to you and, you know, they're like, yeah, take me with you to go all, to all the places and play with all your friends. You're like, no, leave me alone. Isn't that what you're always saying you do to uh, to Song? You're just like that tag-along person? Kind of, but he purposefully drags me to some of these things, so it's oh, okay. So it's he, a little different So dynamic. he wants you there. Right? I, I guess. <laughs> I don't understand his reasoning. Just, just to make you uncomfortable? Yeah. Okay, let's stop talking about Sinbad. Okay, thank you. <laughs> let's move on to Phil Hartman. Who's that? He played Ted Malton. <laughs> oh, him. Yeah, what did the you think? The creepy next door neighbor divorcee husband yes. man. 
What'd you think of him? Oh, I hate him worse than the mailman. <laughs> really? <laughs> yep. He's my favorite character in this movie. I mean, I I can kind of see why, because his humor at least comes off as humorous. Whereas mm-hmm. the mailman one is just like, just go away, please. He is in my absolute favorite scene in this movie as well, which oh. we'll get into later. Okay. But uh, I just want to say Phil Hartman is... Well, actually, I think he was Canadian, so he's not a national treasure. He's an international treasure because he's amazing. But he has since passed away. Oh, he has? Yeah. Oh. Which is sad. He was on this show called News Radio back in the 90s. It was like a sitcom that I used to watch with uh, my family. And he was absolutely hilarious in that. He was on SNL for a long time as well. And he's just one of the funniest people to me personally really yeah i think he's great hmm okay i don't know if i'd give him quite that high of accolades but i won't argue and he's the one shining star well there's arnold schwarzenegger yeah arnold schwarzenegger is pretty good but he shines above arnold schwarzenegger what in this movie I, i love him i disagree but let's move on okay wait did you even say your piece yeah he's fine (laughs) Okay, let's go to uh, Rita Wilson. Is that the wife? It was, yes. Okay. Liz. You, Yeah, whatever. Very generic. You could have put pretty much anybody else there as far as I'm concerned. I like when she hit Phil Hartman in the face with that that thermos. Of eggnog? Yeah. Oh, the non-alcoholic eggnog? Yeah. Oh, and the bit at the end when she's just like, that's my husband. <laughs> it was fine. <laughs> yeah, well, again, you could put anyone in there. Okay, Jake Lloyd. Who's that? That is little baby Anakin Skywalker. Oh, that's what his name is. (laughs) How did he do? He was fine. As good as Anakin? I would say he did better as Anakin, but he was a little older at that point, wasn't he? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is this his very first role or is... Because he's awfully young. You're going to make me look this up now. Yep. Um, Yeah, Lloyd began his acting career in 1996. Oh, playing Jimmy Sweet in four episodes of E.R., Oh, okay. But that was the same year that he was in Jingle All the Way. Oh, okay. So, all right, all right, all right. That that's close enough. Yeah. First big screen. Um, who else do we talk about? Eh, there was. Holy crap! What? Who'd we miss? Robert Conrad. Who's that? Officer Alexander Hummel. Oh, is he the? He was the cop, obviously. Okay. What about him? I did not recognize him. Well, who but... is he? Well, you might recognize him back from 1965, maybe. Not a clue. He was, I'm looking right at the picture, not a clue. He was the star of an old television show called The Wild Wild West. Now, wait, is, is that what the Will Smith movie was, was based, based on? on? Yes. I didn't actually know there was a TV show. Yes, there was. My dad loves that TV show, and I watched it a lot when I was a kid. Is the show good? It's really cheesy. <laughs> Better than the movie. Yes. Okay, good. The movie is pretty much unwatchable to me. I've never been able to finish it. My never. brain My brain, like, shuts off, honestly. <laughs> okay, uh, there's a couple people that I want to uh, bring up. Actually, I'm not going to bring them up now. We'll just say, because they're basically cameos. Oh, okay. We'll just bring them up when we're actually going through the, the shit. The sh- okay, next segment then. Whoop. 
beginning scene. Yes. What is the beginning scene, Michael? Do you remember? This movie starts with a 20th Century Fox logo. No, it doesn't, Michael. It starts with a Disney logo. Oh. Oh, oh, yeah. (laughs) That's right. It starts with a Disney logo, and then there's a talking dog with Santa. (laughs) That's true. And then there's something about a puppy Christmas or puppy Santa or something. Santa paws. Santa paws, that's it. And uh, then about four minutes and 30 seconds in, you're telling me this is the wrong movie that we're watching. (laughs) Yes, I started... um, the Disney classic Santa Buddies, um, because I like I went to to hit Jingle All the Way, and under related movies, then it showed Santa Paws there, and I was like, I wonder how long it'll take Brian to figure out that this isn't Jingle All the Way. Uh, it turns out it could have gone on for a long time if you hadn't said anything. Yeah, because like forty seconds in, then the title card comes up called Santa Paws, and you were like. <laughs> talking to me or no santa buddies is what it was called yeah you were talking to me you weren't paying attention and then you turn right as it starts going away and you were like wait what the fuck did that say did santa's bungalow (laughs) something like that what okay so they're like walking through the snow right towards like a little house i thought it was giving us like the location of where this is it's santa's bungalow yeah (laughs) i thought i saw b I should have just let this play out for a lot longer. You should have, because it would have been funnier. But in these, like, four minutes, then we do see Santa's workshop, and there's a lot more dogs there than any other movie that I've ever seen. But there's also this little, this elf guy who plays, um, he's played by the guy who's Kramer's friend in Seinfeld. Yeah, I can't think of his name. Yeah. Uh, But... Holy crap, it was weird because he showed up in Jingle All the Way as well, also as an elf. Maybe that's why it's related movies. Oh, could be? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Either that or it's also Christmas. I don't, I don't think there were any other crossovers, except for the fact that that was a Disney movie, and this is also now a Disney movie because oh, it's yeah. 20th Century Fox. That's right. Okay, Michael, now what is the beginning scene of the correct movie? Uh, so it opens with... Power Rangers style television show. Yes, during, Turbo Man. Yeah, during the opening credits, which are all like shiny and actiony, Very. and it says Arnold Schwarzenegger, and you're like, all right, I can get behind this. This looks like an action thing. Mm-hmm. Arnold mm-hmm. Schwarzenegger's in this, and then it turns out that it's all like a children's TV show that uh that Baby Anakin is watching. Yep, and then uh, what does happen that causes? Well, the show ends. Uh, yeah, the mom is like, you gotta go get ready for your karate class. She doesn't sound like that, Michael. <laughs> They're not in New Jersey. And he's like, oh, all right, that's what I call pod racing. <laughs> and then he goes up and he gets ready for his karate class. Helmet and all. Um, and then we see Mr. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes, yes we do. And he's sitting at the desk and he's being all like, you're my number one customer. Hey, that's pretty good, yeah. Before we get too much further, Michael, I should ask, do you want to do this particular episode as a run-through of the entire movie or do you want to just pick out some favorite scenes? We don't need... There's a, a very thin thread holding this movie together. <laughs> it's not exactly like there's really intricate like interpersonal relationships between the characters like there was in the great gatsby so i think that we can just kind of go through and say what parts we thought were funny what parts we thought were just a little bit 
maybe just a tad over the top. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. I have one that I'd like to talk about then, very briefly. Okay. Uh, the karate class itself. Mm-hmm. I don't quite understand what's going on there, actually. This is less of a over-the-top and a please explain this. Yes. So why is there an audience for a karate class? I had that like same bleachers? thought. Like, why, why did Arnold Schwarzenegger have to show up for a random class? But then, secondly, it doesn't look like a class. It looks more like a performance where everybody is just, like, out on the floor doing choreographed karate moves that were all like in sync with each other yeah which i guess is kind of how you would do a a large scale class yeah and then all the kids kind of like karate chop open a cardboard box oh and they get their belts maybe maybe that that thought just occurred to me maybe it's the belts. maybe it's the yeah it was just uh, more like a ceremony maybe yeah for upgrading to the next level or something Mm -hmm. a graduation ceremony perhaps test whatever Still, that's weird. Uh, Admittedly, I've only been through a certain martial arts thing, but it wasn't karate, so I don't know how it's supposed to work. Mm, I don't know. Anyway, I thought it was weird. What I was thinking during this when he was talking to his dad about uh, the belts is he was like, "I'm, I'm one away from green, and I'm only three away from black. And I kind of thought, I kind of want to become a black belt in karate. You know, it, it actually doesn't take terribly long. It's like a few years, maybe. Oh, that's kind of a long time. <laughs> it's not that long if you think about it. I feel like if if I were to start a karate class now, I would be like with a bunch of little Jake Lloyds. Yes, you would. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to do that. Back, back when I was doing martial arts, we had a few of those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was um, a little awkward. During this scene, though, this was when we were introduced to Phil Hartman. And oh, yeah. he's sitting in the up in the bleachers recording the karate class, and like all of the housewives are sitting around him, and they they don't say explicitly, but they heavily imply that he's banging like every single one of the housewives in the neighborhood. Either that, or the housewives really want to bang him, and he's not. No, I think he is. By the end of it, it's pretty clear that he wants to bang Liz because he's banged like all of the other housewives. Because the the one wife is like, hey, I baked you these cookies, you know, for fixing my screen door. And he's like, okay. And then, like, the other woman comes up and she's like, hey, I've got this porch light that's out. Maybe you could come over and help me fix it. And he's like, oh, of course. I've got just the right tool for the job. You know, now that you mention it. <laughs> but doesn't he also give a face like, ooh, right after that? Well, I don't, because he also, you know, Liz is sitting right next to him. He doesn't want. Oh, he doesn't want to let on. Yeah, exactly. I see. I see. <clears throat> okay. Didn't pick on, on, didn't pick up on that. Uh, he's extra creepy now. <laughs> <laughs> is he, or is he like. No, he's extra creepy. Yeah, he's kind of creepy. <laughs> uh, so anyway, Arnold, his, his name is Howard. Uh, we're just gonna call him arnold and he's just a real businessman he just selling so many mattresses he doesn't have time to make it to his son's karate class no he's he's your typical hard-working over hours overtime hours dad Mm -hmm. and so when he gets home then he has to like make all good with his son right yeah and he promises him the special turbo man toy did you notice in his son's room the giant 
uh, like immaculate mural on his wall of Captain America? No. You didn't? No. Because I was like, holy crap, I want that in my room. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm not freaking five years old. I I didn't notice it, actually. I don't know how you didn't see it. It was literally covering the entire wall. My brain must have blocked it out and just assumed it was Turbo Man or something. I think I'm going to get one of those. Maybe you can find one. Well, you'd have to get like an artist to come do it. Probably. I think. Yeah. Anyway, so he promises his son that he's going to get him Turbo Man yeah. for Christmas. But but then he meets the crazy man in line. <laughs> sure, yeah. Are we going to jump to that? Why not? Basically, it's Christmas Eve. I mean, Eve. we don't need to go through the whole story. We'll just pick out the important bits. Yeah, basically, it's Christmas Eve, and he did not get it, and now it's going to be impossible. Pretty much. So he just goes down to the store, and he's like, well, it's got to be somewhere. And then he runs into Sinbad. Who then will not leave him alone ever. I, uh, I, I dislike those kinds of people. It's going to bother me this entire episode. Um, So they go into the store, and they're completely sold out of Turbo Men. They don't just go into the store, Michael. They run over and stampede upon a poor employee. Where you is... see a boot mark on their forehead. <laughs> yes. He was being very smug earlier about, no, 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 it's two more minutes before you can come in. Mm-hmm. Then he unlocks the door, and dead. Yeah, just he probably murdered. would would have been dead. It's like black market, but because this market, is a black cartoon. Friday. Uh, yeah, actually, that that was a note <laughs> I had somewhere along here. It's very cartoony feel mm-hmm. for a non-cartoon movie, and it just gets more and more cartoony as it goes. Right? It kind of reminded me of how Space Jam and space jam uh, was a cartoon well like like it's it's as if the movie was also interacting with cartoons but there were no cartoons here right. to interact with that's true or what's the other one um who framed roger rabbit yeah which i still haven't seen what i know that movie actually does have christopher lloyd in it it does yeah oh good i remember you were like super excited when we were watching santa buddies <laughs> and christopher lloyd's name popped up i haven't seen him in so long. It, he's gotta be dead by now isn't he no, don't even say that. <laughs> I mean, on, he's look so old, though. I mean, I don't want he's, him to be. It's just, he's, what, he's pushing 80, 90 by now? I don't think he's as old as you think he is, because in Back to the Future, he was wearing old man makeup. Oh, okay. Yeah, all right. Then He is 81, though. <laughs> That's still old enough. Hey, uh, Stan Lee made it to 95. This is true. That would still give Christopher Lloyd 14 years. I have a bad feeling he won't make it that long. But I really Come hope on, man. I, I hope he's in at least one more thing before he goes. No, he's going to be around for forever. Forever? Yeah. He's going to outlive all of us. Well, that's scary. <laughs> what what is what is the next scene you want to talk about, Michael? I want to stay in the toy store here because okay. a clerk comes up and just starts laughing at oh. uh Arnold, yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sinbad because they don't have their Turbo Man toys yet. Yeah. Did you recognize this man's voice? No. No? Because Should he was, I have? Well, he was the voice of one Jerry Smith from Rick and Morty. Oh, really? Yeah. His name is Chris Parnell. That's his name. I did not pick up on it at all. Also, the voice of Cyril Figgis from... Uh, Archer, if you've ever seen that. I haven't seen Archer yet. I just had to point that out because I'm a fan. <laughs> okay. Of both Archer and... And Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty. I still haven't seen the new course. season of Rick and Morty yet. Mm. Get on that. 
Um. Okay. What? What? Do you, what's next now? What is next? They they leave the store because they hear that a woman has the last one that they had. Yeah, she had it on down. layaway. Yeah, and this is when war starts between Arnold and the postman. Yeah, uh, Arnold isn't able to get it, and then there's just like a toy hunt montage where he's just like driving down the road, and it shows like. Yeah, and it's going like sad Christmas songs. <laughs> mm-hmm. I did like the shot where it goes to the outside of the car and it shows the tire driving on the road, but then there's a clock in the middle of it that's like running. Oh, I didn't even notice that. That was kind of a clever shot, I thought, but we aren't going to stick on that for too long. I guess not. Um, So Phil Hartman is over at Arnold Schwarzenegger's house, right? He offers to bake cookies for for Liz while she goes up and takes a shower. Yeah, and then offers to also keep track of the kids, and he just yeah. like, turns around and goes, Hey, shut it! Yeah. Keep it down! That was the one moment where you kind of see the veil pulled back, and he's actually kind of a dick Yeah, in real life. And you can oh, see why he got divorced. We didn't mention that he also was is getting him his son a reindeer for Christmas. A reindeer, and, and he has his own Turbo Man, yeah. Yeah, but the reindeer is important. The reindeer. <laughs> I guess so. Because I want to bring up something about that reindeer a little bit later. Okay. Is it the fact that he's CGI for half of this? He's not CGI. That's definitely a puppet. Anytime that it's a close-up of his face, then it's a freaking puppet. Oh, okay. The rest of it, I think, is a real reindeer. Um, But Arnold Schwarzenegger calls home from a payphone Mm -hmm. while uh, Phil Hartman is there baking cookies, right? Yes. This is my favorite scene in the movie. When he's baking cookies? When he's on the phone with Arnold Schwarzenegger and he's like, mmm, these cookies are amazing. (laughs) And Arnold Schwarzenegger is just like, who told you that you could eat my cookies? (laughs) That is the one line from this movie that I use all the time. That's the one? Yeah, anytime somebody is eating a cookie, then I say that. Who told you that you could eat my cookies? <laughs> Give it time. Give it time. You'll you'll do it too. I've got a really bad feeling that it's gonna happen a lot more than now that I'm. Put aware. that cookie down. No. <laughs> no. I mean that's a that's a good impression, but Thank no. You. No, I, I I don't know if I've ever heard you say that. But then again, I'm not usually eating cookies within your presence. But just like the the sounds that Phil Hartman is making is hilarious too. <laughs> it's awesome. Okay, so now, at this point, there's like a limited supply shipment of Turbo Man action figures that get delivered to the Mall of America. Yes, this is where the Powerball lottery happens. Mm -hmm. And they give out a bunch of very, very bouncy balls. Yeah, they're all, I feel like they just took their stock of Super Balls and just painted numbers on them or something. Very likely. You would think they would have been ping pong balls. That's what anybody else would have done. Because they're cheaper. Yeah. But no, they had to go all out. I guess and nobody get the was rubber buying balls. them, yeah. But yeah, it, it, uh, Arnold loses his ball and it bounces <laughs> all over the place and into a child, uh, like a little indoor playground mm-hmm. area. I thought that the scene where he's chasing it and it's just bouncing off of walls and everything was kind of fun. Yeah, first of all, a piano would not hold the weight of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Of one Arnold Schwarzenegger, I know, right? When he jumped on that, I fully expected it to collapse under his weight. (laughs) 
but uh but it didn't it didn't for some there was reason also like a table with like legos on it that also should have broke this is like this is the first of a couple times that this movie expects you to believe that arnold schwarzenegger is not one of the most built muscular people in the world yeah which is weird because they go back and forth on that like he's he's intimidating and strong for like a couple scenes and then also for a couple scenes he's very much not he's like a wimp almost yeah. um yeah and then there well, was not a that wimp. one he's line where uh man. where phil hartman says to him you're not going to be able to bench press your way out of this one yeah so like it's, it's but then the rest of the time then he's just a normal dad yeah is wait okay is where do you want to go from here? Do we continue talking about the kid with the ball? Uh, the, so, yeah, he tries to get the ball from this kid in a ball pit, and then... And the kid's uh, taunting him with it, like, hey, I got it. Ah, yeah. ah, and ah, and then all the moms think that he's, like, a pervert, and they start beating the shit out of him with their purses, which was kind of funny. I laughed at that. And then he kind of... Sli- he, he tries to, like, just take off... With his tail between his legs. Ah, yes. And then we have Black Market Santa. Yes, played by... Who, Michael? The world of Jim Belushi, or whatever. According to Jim. What? You don't know who Jim Belushi is? The name kind of sounds familiar. Have you ever seen According to Jim? No. No? Mr. Destiny? Uh Uh-uh. Oh, okay. Well, this is him. (laughs) Okay. This is like a cameo of a, a famous person from the 90s. Okay. That you're supposed to recognize. I'll take your word for it. I thought that he was kind of funny in this. He was. I guess out of all the characters, I liked him the most, ironically. Really? Yeah. So he tells Schwarzenegger that he can get him a Turbo Man action figure, but he's got to go for a ride with him, right? Yeah. So they go to this warehouse out in the middle of nowhere. And I think I saw, I'm not 100% positive, but I think I saw like a broken down sign. So I think... It was supposed to be an old toy R, Toys R Us warehouse or something, because I I think that's what the sign was. Oh, was it? Maybe it kind of looked like it. It said Toys something. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure, not hundred percent. So there were a couple funny moments in this scene when uh when they first show up and he does like a secret knock on oh, yeah, the door, the... which is like jingle bells. Yeah. <laughs> and then just this other Santa like opens up this door and kind of like sticks his nose out, and then he's like, "What's the password?" And I don't remember what Jim Belushi says says back to him. Uh, oh yeah, Jingle Bells, Batman smells. Yep. And that's it. And then they they get let in, and it's just this warehouse full of presumably Santas. mall Santas, mall Santas, and mall elves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, they try to pull a fast one on on, on the Mister Arnold. Yeah, they make him pay three hundred dollars for a quote unquote international version of Turbo Man. That immediately falls apart when he opens it. Yeah, it speaks Spanish, and it's not built well. And uh, so they get into this big old scuffle, right? Yeah. Arnold holds his own against all these Santas for a little while. Not all of them. (laughs) So he punches Jim Belushi so hard that he, like, cartwheels head over foot twice (laughs) and then uh, lands, like, upright against this pillar and and then a freaking ninja with nunchucks, Santa Claus, comes down. They're candy canes. They're candy cane nunchucks. <laughs> uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger takes this guy out as well. And then just this huge, huge man comes up. And he, like, peels his shirt off. And then he's like, I'm going to dick your halls, bud. 
That was, I don't know if that's what the guy sounded like, but that sounded like a freaking professional wrestler. <laughs> how small did Arnold Schwarzenegger look compared to this guy? I, I have to believe that that was a stunt double that they put in to make it look like he was that small compared to that man. Right. Because otherwise, I don't think such a man can exist. <laughs> right? He was almost twice as tall. Yeah. It, it was, he was huge. I was like, I didn't know that they could put anybody next to Arnold Schwarzenegger and make him look that tiny. Okay, so he ends up getting out of this. There, there's like a bust by the police. Yeah, and he right? pretends to be an investigator undercover or something like that and manages to escape. Oh, and well, also during this fight i noticed that one of the elves tased arnold schwarzenegger in the butthole yeah there was that that happened <laughs> I just I oh, I, to say. That, that's the elf actually oh that, that was the elf that was the elf from santa buddy oh okay <laughs> <laughs> you had to bring that up well of course mm-hmm. okay. i still don't know his name so now arnold he's he's pretty uh down on himself he's kind of reached the end of his rope he's he's run out of gas he's in this diner just drinking coffee and then who should show up again but mr sinbad himself oh yeah he's also in the diner there he's like peace peace no 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 war here and he decides that he's going to tell him a story of when he was a kid and he didn't get the present that he wanted for christmas right yeah and he was all all upset about it and he still never forgave his father for not giving him the the one toy he wanted. What, what was it? The it was called a Johnny Seven OMA. That's right. It was the it had seven different kinds of guns. One and, man army gun. Yeah, that, that's what it stood for. And so he was like, first gun was a was a grenade launcher, I think. Yeah. And at this point, I was like, oh no, is he going to go through all seven of these guns? I have a feeling he did more than seven, and they had to cut it because every time he did a new one, it would cut. It, it was a jump cut, but yeah. there was like that little pause in each one like yeah he was told okay next next take do another one and i think that was definitely intentional that's supposed to add to the comedy of it but that got pretty tired pretty quick i thought because he was just naming different guns and making gun noises they were all the same gun noise yeah i know right (laughs) (laughs) except for the rifle where he was like bang 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 then all of them were just like and then this kind of gun yeah um yeah so and at that point they hear the radio but before that happens oh, i like that sinbad he's like he calls himself a loser with no future because his father didn't get him the toy that he wanted for christmas oh yeah and then arnold schwarzenegger it shows arnold schwarzenegger's face and it cuts back to sinbad but he's little oh he's a little anakin. anakin yeah he's like hallucinating the Anakin will grow up to be this. Yeah, but he's still like a little kid, but he takes like this big old swig off of the whiskey that (laughs) the guy's drinking. That was pretty funny, actually. (laughs) I liked that. And then... Then the radio thing happens, where there's like a contest or something. If you can name all eight of the reindeer, then, quote, you'll be the proud owner of the greatest toy since the Johnny 7 OMA. (laughs) (laughs) Do they really say that? Yeah, which I thought was kind of funny. Uh, so Arnold Schwarzenegger, he's a smart guy. He knows all of the reindeer right off the top of his head, right? Oh, yeah. But So they're trying to wrestle over the phone, him and Sinbad. And then the guy at the diner is just like, hey, the radio station's right down the street. Why don't you just go there? <laughs> Not, yeah, leave, leave my diner, please. Mm-hmm. So 
obviously Arnold Schwarzenegger is going to outrun Sinbad, right? Oh yeah, because he's a freaking marathon man. Yeah, or he's the he's the running man, literally. Oh yeah. <laughs> so he shows up at uh, at the radio place, and who would the radio host be? But you're going to tell me another name that I'm not going to not going to recognize. Gene Parmesan, how you doing? Gene Parmesan, yeah. who's that? I'm Why not, does he have a name that's I'm not going to tell you. Anybody that knows who Gene Parmesan is. Wait, wait. Right into the show. Groundhog Day? No. Mm-mm. Gene Parmesan. Television mm. show. Gene Parmesan. Mm-hmm. Should I know this? I know you've seen the show. I don't know how well you remember it. Gene Parmesan. It's going to bother me, Michael. Okay, <laughs> you got to tell me. It's from Arrested Development. The PI that Lucille always hires to, like dig up some dirt and then every time that he comes back to tell her what he found then he's always like wearing a disguise oh okay wow that <laughs> you wow okay my memory just barely dusted off and so she's like that piece of information she's like on the phone with him one time and she's like sorry i gotta answer the door and she opens the door and she's like that's just some clown with balloons but it's actually gene parmesan he's like hey it's gene parmesan how are you doing that's like always how he introduces himself. I see. No? You don't remember that? I, I kind of remember that it exists, but I can never remember <gasps> it actually happening. Anyways, let's continue. Okay. So Gene Parmesan's there. <laughs> yes. And Arnold Schwarzenegger kicks down his door. <laughs> Sorry. What? I won't do that while you're drinking. That was awesome. <laughs> He, it's like a glass door and he like kicks it open and it just shatters there. And Gene, Gene Parmesan is like totally freaked out by it. I mean, you it's, should be. It's Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, he calls the police. Yeah. Right before he, Arnold grabs him and be like, these are all the reindeer. I have the answer. I, I win. Oh, as he's, as he's walking in there, then somebody else had called into the radio station too, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> With the really, really wrong answer. Yeah, he's like, uh... Otis and Tito. (laughs) Not even close. Next caller. That was good too. I think this movie, this is like the the peak of this movie, right? Sure. Yeah, I I would say so. Because Sinbad then busts in and he's like, I don't care if you won because I got this. And he holds up a little box. And he's like, this is a homemade explosive device. And they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Serious? He's, he, um... What what does he say? He says something along the lines of like, people send bombs in the mail every day now. Oh, yeah. Don't, didn't you hear the news? I just save one in case I need it. <laughs> <laughs> like, why would you? Anyway. That turns out to be bullshit. Yeah, it's just a little music box that plays, plays jingle all the way. So I'm a little bit vague on what happens between them finding out that the bomb is fake and their escape when the cops show up. Oh, okay. So cops show up, and he mailman pulls out another package and was like, "This one's definitely an explosive. This one's actually an explosive device." Yeah, and Arnold Schwarzenegger is like, "Yeah, yeah, that's an explosive device." Well, He's what crazy. he says is, "This guy is absolutely insane." Yeah. So they they think it's a bomb, and they kind of let both of them escape, and then the the Robert Conrad, Robert Conrad, from the Wild Wild West, uh, walks up to the box and is like, "Don't worry, I've been on the bomb squad for ten years." <laughs> Gives it a nice good sniff. Don't worry. He just shakes it. Yeah. Don't worry. (laughs) It's fine. And he opens it. And at that point, we see a shot of Arnold down on the ground floor. And he's just leaving the building. 
and, and there's a big old boom yeah. <laughs> on one of the top floors. And then it shows Sinbad, and he's like, oh, damn, that was actually a bomb? This is a messed up world that we live in. I can't believe that. <laughs> Sick people. <laughs> he's like escaping through like a sky, sky bridge mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. Anyway. That moment was kind of funny. Uh, also also know, very cartoony. Very cartoony. Incredibly cartoony. Because nobody dies. And Yeah, because then it cuts back after the bomb went off, and everybody else is completely unscathed except for Robert Conrad, who literally looks like Wiley e. Coyote after an Acme explosion. Yeah. Where his hair is just like on end and like smoking and his face is all what, black. What kind of bomb is that then? A smoke bomb. I don't know. <laughs> what, what could make that big of a bang and a concussion wave? I don't that- know. But later on, he is completely fine except for the bandages on his hands. <laughs> I didn't even notice the bandages. Anyway, moving on. So they escape. Uh, Arnold, where does Arnold go after this? He goes home. Finally. Oh, that's right. He goes home and he sees Ted. Ted is in his house. And he's putting the star on the Christmas tree. Which is known. It's, that's a big no-no. That's a really big no-no. That's yeah. Arnold's job. And he, so he gets this bright idea that he's going to steal the Turbo Man from underneath Ted's tree to give yeah. to his son. It was right there the whole time. Yeah, he could have. He's already committed so many other crimes today. Yeah, Why yeah. not add theft? So he he goes to break into the house, and just so much hijinks takes place in so little time. I like how point. we said we weren't going to do the entire movie and just do favorite scenes. <laughs> we always divert to this. Maybe we should just do this. I didn't realize there was so much good stuff to talk about <laughs> in this movie, honestly. Anyways, so yes, he... he takes the box he's about to leave out the back door because there's carolers outside the front door and then he says what are you doing you're stealing from a kid that was not that's not you're losing you're losing your touch (laughs) anyways he's about to go back inside and give the present back but then your reindeer friend shows back up again hell yeah he does you said you wanted to talk about this reindeer yes because he chases arnold back into ted's house through the house Right? Knocks mm-hmm. some shit into the fireplace. Some Belthasar's head, yeah. actually. And then Arnold, like, locks him in the study, and he is trying to, like, put out the fire, and he has to, like, kick Balthasar's head through the through the window, scares away the carolers, and Ted and Liz find him in the house. Anyway, at the end of all of this, when, uh, after Ted and Liz leave, and they're like, Arnold, you're a bad person... Then the reindeer <laughs> breaks out of the study, goes running at Arnold Schwarzenegger, and Arnold Schwarzenegger just like straights up, straight up like knocks out this reindeer <laughs> with one punch. <laughs> and that was freaking hilarious. I loved that. That was a moment where it definitely shows that he's an incredibly strong person. I guess so. I'm still trying to think of the logistics of that because those reindeers have horns or antlers, whatever. Yeah. And. I don't I don't think your arm is long enough hey, to get past that. Man, he took out the predator. You don't think he can take out a reindeer? Predator didn't have antlers. <laughs> he had like friggin' lasers and like knife hands. Yeah, but at least he had mud for that fight. That's true. <laughs> and a gun. Good point. But it's all good because the the reindeer and him make up, they share a beer together yeah i was right? unclear on what was happening there was he just pouring more and more beer was was more that beer. whole bowl just beers yes so he's he's basically alcohol poison to this deer or reindeer reindeer can can handle their liquor they can i'm pretty sure can animals and how hmm. 
I don't know. It just seems like a bad idea to give any living creature, including us humans, alcohol. Yeah. But I say as I'm drinking a beer right now. Yeah, and I just finished rum and coke. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that if people can stand drinking alcohol, then animals can as well, especially a reindeer because they weigh a lot more than a human, right? I don't know about a lot more. Or at but... least like a, a bit more guess i don't know he he had just finished off a six pack with the reindeer so pres- i don't think a full six pack no i thought that was there the was last at least a couple out. a couple beers left in that sixer was it a couple also it was it was like a hefeweizen those aren't like super strong beers <laughs> so after arnold finishes uh having a beer with this reindeer then he's gonna go to the parade to meet his wife and kid right because he's done breaking promises mm-hmm. so he shows up, but he ends up going to the wrong place because he gets put in this. He just gets well. He get he shows up, but then the policeman starts chasing him because he's also there. Oh, that's right. And then he goes into like a kind of like a warehouse building, mm-hmm. and some uh, like the parade coordinators are like, "Hey, are you the guy? Uh, you're late, man. Get over here. No, I'm not the guy. No, no, no. Get over here. Get over here." And they stuff him into a a turbo man outfit and they're like telling him about how the other guy couldn't make it because there, there was, was an a, accident yeah there was a horrible accident but don't worry he was showing some brain activity this morning <laughs> yeah. so that's good that's a really good sign <laughs> <gasps> and then we see the dude who's playing turbo man's sidekick oh or yeah whatever buster. yeah who or was booster in, sorry yes booster who was played by uh he was a character in moonlighting never heard of that I'm sure either that nobody out there listening to this has ever watched moonlighting but that was an old 80s show starring bruce willis that also had this guy in it anyway it was good to see him i haven't seen him in a while <laughs> <laughs> so he gets packed into this turbo man outfit and just sent on his way in this parade float right yep he gets lifted up and waving at everybody like oh i could get used to this and coincidence of all coincidences this Turbo Man guy gets to give out the first Turbo Man doll of Christmas, basically, right? Pretty much. It's like a special edition one or something mm-hmm. like that. And he gets to give it to whatever kid he wants, right? And, I mean, his son's there, so why not, really? Yeah, all of his problems are solved, basically, at this point. Except... Dun, dun, dun! Sinbad comes back from wherever where the hell did we last see him he was escaping the police right so presumably he's out and about and discovered that there was a a parade a par- well d- probably discovered that the limited edition thing was there at the parade does it ever show that he knew that arnold schwarzenegger ended up as turbo man you know i don't think it ever does specify that yeah so he no well no Maybe it does, because he, well, maybe not. This comes out of nowhere, basically. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it does. He, he, like, okay, so there was another actor that's <clears throat> supposed to be Turbo Man's arch nemesis or something. Dementor. Dementor, yeah. and he, and the mailman grabs him and steals his outfit, because he, so then he can jump onto the float and pretend to be part of it, kind of, and mm-hmm. then steal the toy. This is when this movie get goes <laughs> Full-on cartoon. Very full-on cartoon. Yeah. Uh, Freaking 
Sinbad, his hand comes off of his body <laughs> and punches Arnold Schwarzenegger in the face and then returns to his body and he like to show that it was his actual hand he like wiggles his fingers and then does the freaking three stooges thing where he like puts his thumb to his nose and does the, oh, the little finger uh, wiggle yeah that thing what the hell was up with that he's a comedian michael a comedy genius if you will this he knows how to make the people laugh and i wasn't making me laugh he knows michael you were laughing you just didn't know about it i, I was laughing on the inside i guess maybe maybe um yeah then arnold schwarzenegger throws a bunch of discs at him yeah some sort of little things in his gauntlets and he's just making silly faces well that's arnold no not arnold the other guy oh. <laughs> sinbad was making silly faces when he was getting hit with the discs in the face anyways more ah. hilarity ensues uh, uh he chases little anakin skywalker around because now he has the toy yeah we didn't even say that arnold arnold's son got the toy already Sinbad's chasing him around, and then Arnold's, he activates his jetpack. <clears throat> this is your moment. This is my moment. Is it everything that you had hoped? Why the fuck is there an actual <laughs> working jetpack on a person and not in general, like, usage? That would be a better toy. <laughs> It's very dangerous. This is untested Use equipment. that technology on all the toys so they actually fly. I mean, the freaking last guy to use this jetpack ended up brain dead, right? Yeah, because it's on a person. Put put this tech on a toy. Just a little toy. They have those, though, for real. They're Not just, that good. <laughs> no, they're just like rockets, though, that you just shoot up into the sky. They're right? like little fans. This is a freaking actual working jetpack. This reminded me of something out of the Super Mario Brothers movie. <laughs> you know what yeah yeah that <laughs> uh, uh, yeah one <laughs> yeah that does that does anyways uh no michael this is not everything i thought it was gonna be it was more it was better it was right? so much better because like i said earlier i thought it was just a jet pack no this is part of a full outfit that has every single power it seems of the turbo man yes and good gracious why on earth would you put that much effort into a costume that just rides around on a on parade a... float? <laughs> exactly, right? And then he freaking like it. There's a good couple minutes of him just like plowing through stuff in, on this jetpack. He like goes through somebody's Christmas dinner in their apartment. He flies like up to thirty thousand feet in the air. <laughs> And then plummets. And then just falls. He runs at like 200 miles per hour into a wall <laughs> head first. And presumably it does no damage to him. No, I, I think he was using his arms at that point. He, he oh, wasn't like so that's pushing against, but he had like his fists. That mm -hmm. was like, you know, the, the stereotypical arm cross block right. thing. And then it kind of deflected down. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Point is, he causes general mayhem while flying about at Mach 2. Yeah, until his son is in jeopardy, and then he has total control over it. Well, he's had some time to practice at that point. He saves him out of the sky. Just like in the in the show. Yeah, Sinbad goes to jail. And they, gets yeah, arrested. they don't even use proper handcuffs for him either. It's just yeah. a zip tie. Jake, Jake, right? Jake Lloyd, uh, yeah. little baby Anakin, Anakin, has a change of heart, and he's, he gives the, the 
toy to back to Sinbad to give to his kid. For yeah, Christmas. which won't do any good because that man's going to jail. Yeah. <laughs> He is still going to jail. Yeah, and he he won't get to see his son on Christmas. But the real Turbo Man, he has at home because it's his dad, right? Yeah, which I guess we should also mention, how did they not notice that that was him? Yeah, like a good 75% of his face is visible. And even his wife was like, oh, you mysterious hero, who are you? <laughs> and then he takes off the helmet and they're like, oh my God. <laughs> so... Yeah, then all of the, the the people at the parade lift him onto his shoulders. And, and they take him away. Yeah. The end, right? The end. Cool. Well, no, wait, we, we see one last scene of him at home where where they're putting the star on top of the tree. And, oh, yes. And then his wife is like, wow, you went through a lot to, to get this present for our son. What did you get for me? Oh! <gasps> quick zoom in on his face because he forgot to get his wife a christmas present dun, dun, dun. oh and uh ted got his face smashed by a freaking egg oh yeah we thermos. didn't even talk about the attempted i don't know molestation no i i mean i don't know yeah i don't know we'll it wasn't get into that it wasn't quite rapey but it wasn't wasn't pleasant i guess it wasn't uh i don't know what's the, unrequited Sure. Sure. That's a fancy enough word. <laughs> we'll go with that. That's the end of the movie. That is the end of the movie, and we get a very rock-heavy Christmas jingle bells song. Rock-heavy? Like yeah. Dwayne the Rock? No, just rock-heavy. There's lots of rocks, and they're all about. Okay. <laughs> it's true. It's time to score this film. <sighs> okay. <laughs> Two. <laughs> That's it. That's no, it. no build up. That's it. Well, you want to explain yourself? I sort of enjoyed watching this movie, but by all accounts, it's not a great one. I feel the only reason it's enjoyable is because it's not that great, mm -hmm. and it's fun to make fun of it. That's it. There you I, go. I kind of agree with you. I did not enjoy watching this movie, but I enjoyed the hell out of talking about this movie. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> uh, and I don't know how to score it, honestly, because of that, because I don't want to watch it again. <laughs> well, okay. Think of it this way. Would you tell someone to watch it just so you could talk to them about it? I... I think I already did. Oh, that's right. You did. That's, that's, that's <laughs> the whole premise of this particular episode, isn't it? Um, this huh. movie is not good. <laughs> but, you know, it's got its moments. So I'm not going to give it the lowest of lows, one out of five. I will give it... You know what? I'm not even going to give it a low of two out of five. I'm going to give it a middle of the road, two out of five. Middle of the it. road, two out of five. I... I got enough chuckles out of this and I enjoyed Arnold Schwarzenegger and Phil Hartman enough to give this a solid two out of five. So neat. That's that you guys uh, take from that what you will. If you decide to incorporate this into your holiday festivities, there are better movies. Watch those. <laughs> uh, would you like to give one? Oh, a recommendation. Um, uh, you know, actually I haven't seen a whole lot of Christmassy movies in general, so I don't have a, Unless you can find the old, old uh, cartoon of the Grinch one. I kind of enjoyed that one. 
Is that your favorite? It's the only one from memory, aside from like the old claim, not even claymation. I don't know what you call those. The stop motion animation. Oh, yeah. Uh, like Rudolph, the red-nosed reindeer. There was another one. I can't remember what it was, but it's, I don't even know what those are called or what what studio produced those i can't think they're just they're in my either. brain but yeah i don't know where they came from i don't know either but i just remember the abdominal snowman was the the <laughs> abdominal snowman sorry <laughs> the abdominal snowman i've heard of that before yeah it was That's like super scary i remember but obviously it isn't now. Just, I think I think you meant the abominable snowman. I did mean the abominable snowman. But the I abdominal like the abdominal snowman would just be like he'd have shredded like ab muscles. Yeah, he probably would. Movies I would recommend watching aside from Jingle All the Way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my all-time favorite Christmas movie, It's a Wonderful Life. Of you course, seen yeah. that. I mean, what are you doing with your life? Um, it's wonderful. Don't get me wrong, but you won't appreciate it as much until you've seen It's a Wonderful Life. And the secondly, second, the second movie mm-hmm. <laughs> um, is what I think is a super underrated animated classic from 2009 called Arthur Christmas. Oh, right. We, we almost watched that. I think I brought up both of those at the end of our last episode. You did. Well, hey, they were nobody has up. seen that movie. Literally nobody, nobody has seen Literally that. Literally nobody? Yeah. So, Are you super sure on that? I'm trying to spread the word about okay. it. But yeah, that's it, I think. What is our next segment, Michael? Our next segment is our mail segment. Oh, good. Mike. Do we have any mail? Do we have any Christmas mail? You're going to be kind of disappointed. Are we? Uh, because I already checked our Gmail and our Twitter account. And? And we don't have any mail. That's okay. I have an idea. Oh, good. We're going to call up our good buddy <gasps> David again. And we're going to give him a good old Merry Christmas call. Oh, good. Yes. What a great idea. Indeed. Let me, let me find... We should have that written on the board. <laughs> I should. Call David. Call David. <laughs> uh, let me find his contact number in my phone. All right. All right. Here we go. Let me put it on speaker. Turn that up here. Here we go. Perfect. I think you need to be up near the top. Wherever your speaker is. I don't know where the speaker is. It's at the bottom, right? No, that's where I talk. <laughs> that sounds pretty good when you right, had right, it up there. Right up here? I don't think he's going to answer. Oh, well, this would be a real bummer if he didn't. You have reached this. Oh. No, wait, 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 wait. Oh, we were going to leave him a message? Oh, shoot. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I don't even know why. Oh, Do it again. We got to leave him a message. All right, fine. Here we go. <laughs> And that's our mail segment, unless he answers this time. You got to shorten this up in post. Yeah, I do. Come on, come on. You have reached. Ah, still voicemail. Okay, wait, 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 wait. we got to leave the jingles. What are we going to say? I'm going to say Merry oh, Christmas. That's it? The mailbox is full. And- oh! <laughs> <laughs> <Dang it. laughs> all right. Well, that just Fine. that didn't work at all. Okay. Well, Denied. David, if you're listening to this, you've disappointed us. Yeah, but Merry Christmas anyway. Merry Christmas jerk. to one and all. Delete some of your voicemails. <laughs> 
Okay, well, let's go to our next segment, which is our pick the next movie. Yes, I believe it's your turn now. Oh, yeah, it yeah. is. You said that before we started recording, and I was like, Michael, you got to decide on a movie. And you didn't, did you? Well, here's the thing, because this, it's Christmas. It is Christmas, and our next episode will be into the new year. Yes. Oh, shoot. <laughs> our next episode will be into the new year. Yes, which means that our next episode will be the best and worst of the year of 2019. Shoot. Okay, so I guess you're picking the one after that? Yes. Okay. We'll say that. <laughs> or So I'll pick that at the yeah. end at the end of our best of and worst of episode. Okay. But have it prepared. I will. Okay. Probably. <gasps> what if? No, okay, never mind. We'll talk about this later. But so, uh basically you guys don't have any homework to do. You don't have any movies to prepare for who does that michael except for every movie that came out in 2019 <laughs> so no that's too many you can't more, ask the listeners more so you because last year you had like a handful of movies that you watched from the entire year uh yeah that's true and that's still true actually i kind of like the dynamic where i have seen literally everything and you have seen nothing so i just basically tell yeah, you no that's what our thought of it that's our entire friendship at this point yeah so it's gonna be fun so everybody just uh tune in to our first episode of the year 2020 yeah we all got 2020 vision now no we don't we we do we it, wish we did it's 2020 no it's it will be i i don't i need glasses but i refuse to get them wait really <laughs> i'm pretty sure have you ever had an eye exam long ago no like I 10 years ago i've never had an eye exam i could have the worst sight and i wouldn't even know it I think you'd know it. <laughs> you'd be oh. running into stuff constantly. Well, maybe. You wouldn't be allowed to drive. That's true. Oh, yeah. I forgot. I guess I have had an <laughs> eye test when I got a driver's license. Well, I guess that's it. We'll see you into the new year, folks. Yeah. All right. That's it. Okay. Good night, everybody. No. You can't say that. It's from Animaniacs. I know it is, but you can't oh. say that this time. Why? Because it's Merry Christmas. Oh, oh, yeah. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. And to all a good night. Well, kind of. You have you have to say it like in, in uh, It's Wonderful Life. I don't think... Merry Christmas, everyone! That sounded and a lot more like... Uh, like Mickey Mouse? I was going to say the, the poop from South Park. Oh, Mr. Hanky? <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I know that. No, now, I'm, now that I think about it, I think I'm thinking of... Um, uh shoot he's the cripple boy uh <laughs> tiny tim <laughs> tiny tim from scrooge yeah from uh from christmas carol yeah um well, god bless us everyone let's just name all of the, the... <laughs> you know what here here i got the it. famous christmas greeting <clears throat> if you'd like to leave us a review <laughs> you can do oh. so on itunes We'll keep going. You Please keep going. leave us a five-star review on iTunes or um, listen on Google Play because we're also on there. Um, also, write Android to us. Android only. What? For Android only. It doesn't work on iPhones. Google Play. Oh, really? Yeah. What? I know. They don't do that. Okay. Back, it's weird. Back to the jingle bells okay. now. <laughs> um, you can write to us at mostlymoviespod at gmail.com or on Twitter at mostlymoviespod. Uh Thank you for listening to our Christmassy episode of the Mostly Movies Podcast, and we hope to see you again in the new year. Oh, ho, 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 ho.
creepy Santa, but okay. Merry Christmas, everyone. Goodbye. Oh. What? Oh, wait, are we out? We don't have to be. No, we can. We are. This might be a blooper, actually. Okay. But we have uh, two five-star reviews on iTunes, actually. What? I know, right? Did Was one of those you? No. Yeah. It wasn't, Why didn't you put this in the mail segment? It, it wasn't me either. All right. Well, okay. Also, it doesn't say I don't have iTunes on here. Okay, hold on. I got to find this then. I, I doubt heavily that what you're telling me is true. Um, I don't know who they are. I don't think that it says what the accounts are that they did. Otherwise, we would give them shout outs and say thank you for the five star reviews. I don't. I don't. How do you find freaking podcasts in here? You hit the search bar. I'm tired. You know what I think happened is they just pressed the five stars and they didn't actually write anything? Yeah. No, they did. They did? No, they, they did write something? They didn't write oh, anything. Oh, okay. They just get rated it five stars, so mm. I don't think it shows what the account was. Oh. Well, Unfortunately. Shoot. Well, in case this makes it in, I guess thanks to those people who, yeah. for some reason, really <laughs> thought our podcast was great. That still helps us. It does. Yeah. I'm just confused because this is not a five-star <laughs> rating podcast. Hey, if you're not going to write something, rate something five stars, just don't rate it at all, right? That's what I always I say. I never rate anything ever. Exactly, unless it's five stars. Well, I so rarely, like, rarely think anything is five-star worthy, so. I'm actually like a guide on Google Maps. What? What does that mean? It means that I'll rate like local places and write reviews of it. Really? Then, then I get like points from Google. What do you use these points for? Don't know. So it's a useless currency? I don't know, because I've never tried to redeem them. Uh huh. You you want to see some of my reviews? No. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this episode wins so smoothly that we didn't get any blooper material. May the snowflakes in your heart fall as lightly as the foots upon your your hearth what <laughs> i is that from something or are you just that i don't think that made enough sense to be from something that's why i was going to ask <laughs> uh i'm done i'm tired you're done you're tired okay fine Whoa! i'm Wait, done now. one more christmasy thing you have to come up with something oh. christmasy okay <clears throat> Hello, ladies. <laughs> keep keep going. Merry Christmas to you, and I hope to see you under the mistletoe in the coming days. Wait, I mean, because it's Christmas time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, never mind. <laughs> Enough with that. Was that not good? No, it was fine. Okay. It's just I did not want you to continue. For fear of where it might go. Okay, that's the end. That is the end. Ho, ho, ho! Thank you for listening to the Mostly Movies podcast. Goodbye.